This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show of friends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espanation and What's Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 201, Deja Boo. Boo. Boo earns. Boo earns. So, first off, Pat's not here, because apparently that's the thing where, you know, Truman misses one week, Pat misses the next, and I'm the only constant on the show. <laughs> um... He's off driving somewhere, because apparently that's what you do. Um, he's he's boobering. Yeah. Um, so, he won't be here tonight. So, it's just the two of us. Hopefully, we don't drop a two-point lead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we uh, I think we should only do this show for, like, a maximum of, like, what, 78 minutes? If we go to pass um, that, we're in trouble. Yeah. I, yeah, I think 78's a good mark. <laughs> um... Maybe, maybe we should look at you know shortening the, or maybe maybe a two goal mercy rule by the seventy fifth minute. I think is a good way to go. Yeah, because that's the only way that we're going to win. Apparently, <laughs> so yeah, Red Bulls dropped a- another another two goal lead, and uh, this one in even more of a spectacular fashion than the other ones that preceded it because they actually had a two goal lead, gave up a goal, got the two goal lead back, and then gave it up. Yep. <laughs> like you just can't write this shit anymore. Uh where to begin? I don't know. <laughs> where to begin? That's a very good question. Um so yeah, Toronto the Rebels went into Toronto uh number one spot in the East up for grabs and they did nothing. Three three draw. Toronto stays in first place in the East. Uh, they're pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. As as, uh, actually, we're guaranteed two, but they they did. It was uh, for them. It was a win or a tie guaranteed them a spot. But they actually, but MLS. This is their thing. MLS Soccer hasn't marked it off as clinched. Oh, on that, their website. that's what they said on the broadcast. So someone. You know what it is is because Toronto and DC have played twenty nine games. So I guess technically DC can catch up and Toronto could fall that far back. I don't know. Oh yeah, sure. I I mean I can't see thirty games played in New England. Making up eleven points, I mean mathematically it's possible, but yeah. yeah anyway, um, so let's talk about our dislikes because you know that's the thing we do on the show. So, mm. uh, dislikes on the show are only slightly more steady than the Red Bulls dropping two goal leads. <laughs> so, Truman, what did you dislike the most about the game against Toronto? Well, uh, aside from dropping leads. This was a bad, bad game for Luis Robles. That was a terrible uh, third goal to give it up. Bad. Really bad. He was uncharacteristically late on trying to make the save. Uh, Just ugly. Um, I mean, there's so much more to dislike, and I'm... 
If you follow my Twitter, you know how much I dislike Salzizo now. He's clearly the curse of this team. Um, but it was it was just a a bad save attempt that that uh, lost two points for this team. And don't forget the free kick where he could have all, if he just stood a few more steps to his left or sorry his right, he could at least make an attempt for a diving save. Right, where he did nothing because he was too far to the other post. So. I, I that's for me two goals you could put on Robles. Um I don't know. I mean it's great that we're scoring goals because we can do that, but sure. where the fuck's the defense? Where'd they go? Well, we'll get into know. that too. I'll let yeah. you go and then we'll we'll break it down even further. Yeah, yeah one one of them's heading to the surgery room, so that's good. Um so I I I'm gonna go on the dislike of this entire fiasco of two goal leads because this is how bad it's gotten. So since the Re- the Red Bulls are unbeaten in 12 MLS games, which would be an amazing stat in, in, for anybody in this league. But out of those 12 games, the Red Bulls have won five and drawn seven. And out of those seven draws, only one of them was a 0-0 draw. The other six, the other six all came from dropping two goal leads. That's That's amazing. That's that is twelve points. Where if they hold on for, let's say for argument's sake, they only drop three of those games, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're talking another six points in the standings. The Red Bulls are at fifty-one, one point behind FC Dallas for the supporter shield. If it's four, they're at fifty-three and leading the supporter shield race. If it's all six, they're at what? That's uh, fifty-seven. Five points clear of FC Dallas with four games to play each. Yeah. Like, we're literally talking the difference between Supporter Shield and second in the East right now. Hopefully. Uh, that's Yeah, hopefully, because we're tied with New York City FC at, only by the grace of God from that seven-goal victory over them at their home. <laughs> yeah. Place. Yeah. Yep. Literally, because I think goals four is the first type, and we are up, we're beating them by one. That's unbelievable. I know. That's really unbelievable. I'm, now I'm going to just make sure because I'm, I, 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 I feel like it should be a goal difference, but you know, MLS is this weird, weird thing of, let's see, tie, break. So total number of wins. Okay, goal differential is the first. Well, total wins. So let's see, total wins. We're tied on wins. So goal differential because we're at plus 12 and they're at minus one, which if you take that seven-goal game out, um, we're at plus five, and they are at plus six, or plus five, I think. So, like, literally that seven-goal game is the reason we're ahead of them in the standings, even though we're tied on points. That is amazing. Like, and, and I don't know exactly what Jesse Marsh said. All I saw on Twitter was that he was making comments about the referees. It's time for this team to just man the fuck up and play, and play a 90-minute game for once. Yeah, um, and I, I think there was a lot of officiating issues in this game, clearly. But again, how about not bring in Salzizo, even if he's coming in as a as a midfielder? It is a clear surrendering the game. Which how many times are we going to see this happen? The players themselves said, uh, "Well, we bring in the fifth defender, and then all we do is put the ball out and wait and expect the pressure." So how many times has that worked? None. 
It hasn't worked at all. When are you going to realize it doesn't work? You have to play the same game throughout. Unless we're talking two minutes left in the game, and you're, and you're actually up by two, which who knows, that's not even safe. You know, it's, it's not working, and it hasn't worked. It's frustrating beyond all belief that this happens. It's like, frustrating it's, that you can score three goals in Toronto and not win. Like, it's one thing to draw 2-2 against L.A. back in July or August because you had the whole ref- the whole debacle with the penalty not being called, and L.A. was on a bit of a tear at that point. So, you know, whatever, 2-2, is, and, and the injuries. So that's understandable. 2-2 at D.C., uh, it was raining, and then they had the delay, and so maybe even though you got the lead, there's something there. Like That's a stretch. But then 2-2 at home to D.C. When, Inexcusable. When the, the first goal you give up is in the 89th minute, uh... 3-3 at Toronto and on, and I am dead serious that when that first goal went in for Toronto my first thought was here we fucking go again it's going to happen and then after halftime when we when they scored the goal well not even before they scored the goal I was like hey they managed to go more than six minutes of game time without giving up a second goal this is great <laughs> that is not the attitude that should be having watching the game yeah but it's the thought everyone had on Twitter everybody it's just like Twelman said it when we played at DC, that dropping dropping uh, points, especially on, with a two goal lead, is the Red Bulls' DNA. And this was this was back in August. This was three draws ago at this point. Like he was dead on. And Ben Olson last week, even though we, you know Bradley Phillips gave him Schiffer's comment, he is absolutely spot on. All you have to do is stay close. Yep, they they don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And you know, Dax McCarty kind of defending himself for Tyler from uh, Taylor Twalman saying, hey, I wasn't in most of these games. Well, he was in this one, and they were still up a goal. But that's that's still a bullshit. I mean, listen, I love Dax, but if you're the captain, you don't say that shit. Right. Well, he was calling. He What what happened was is that Taylor was saying that he was in these games when he wasn't. Well, okay, that... Okay. He, I mean, that, he was he was mostly defending himself. He was like, okay, "Well, if that's, you know. if that's if okay." I didn't understand that Twelman was pointing the finger at Dax. Okay, that makes more sense. Never yeah. mind. I take that back, Dax. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. uh, I, it's just I don't uh, I don't know. Like after after the DC match, Marsh goes, "I'm not worried." Why not? You at, at that point, we were still talking about the difference between Supporter Shield and Second in the East. Right after the DC game, it's become an epidemic. At that point, that wasn't the first or second time. No. It was like the fourth time. Looking at, looking at the scores, every, every since their last loss, which was July third to New York City FC, literally aside from the Portland match, which was zero zero, any game that ended in a draw was from giving up a two goal lead. Unreal. Yeah. So I mean, at some point you have to be worried, Jesse. Yeah. I. I mean, he, he. I'm sure he's just saying that to the media. I, I, I understand. You, I understand. You got to, you know, talk a certain way to the media and all that stuff. But I mean, and I, I say this, obviously not knowing the whole situation in the locker room, but sometimes it doesn't hurt to give the uh, give the players a swift kick in the balls to the media. Sometimes, right? It depends on what the locker room situation is. If everybody's starting to snipe at each other, maybe it works. But and I don't want to bring up names of the past. But just imagine if Pecky, this was Pecky's team. <laughs> he would not have been nice. <laughs> oh, we know we know he wasn't nice. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing that sparked the, the Shield run in 20, 
the first year run in uh, 2013 was him benching Henri before in, in the match against DC United. Yeah. <laughs> like, Pecky was like, fuck you, I'm the coach. I'm, this is my show. I don't care where you are. <laughs> look what happened. It worked. Yep. Granted, Henri is a different animal, but still, like, it doesn't hurt to be that authoritative guy once in a while. There's a reason Rex Ryan didn't work out with the Jets, because you can't be a player, you can't always be the player's best friends. Right, exactly. Now, like I said, I don't know the full situation in the locker room, so that's, like, me kind of doing speculation, but, like, I can't imagine everything's all hungry, like, everybody's all saying, like, kumbaya in the locker room at this point, right? Well, someone's got to speak up. Somebody, somebody's got to get in players' faces, and whether that's the captain's job or the coach's job, I mean, it's 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 become intolerable at this point. I can't believe we're talking so angrily about draws. How sad is that? And, and think about this: at the beginning of the year, in the first six games, the Red Bulls won one, lost five, and nobody was calling. For, and, and I say this because of the parallels to Pecky. Nobody was calling for Marsh's head, right? But now that we're drawing, which should be good results because, hey, just like CONCAF, MLS win at home, draw on the road isn't a bad way to go. Right. But it, people are getting really pissed off, and it's not because we're drawing. It's because of the way. That's that's the problem. It's just yep. the way we're drawing. Hey, a draw in L.A., that sounds great. A draw, your, uh, one of your arch rivals, D.C., wonderf- wonderful. Even in a draw in Philly, I, hey, you, you know, you'll take that. But it, it's just but then to draw every the, time. But then to draw the Chicago Fire, to yeah. draw Toronto when you're just steamrolling, to to draw and I know you mentioned DC, to draw DC at home when you were steamrolling them for literally right. That is inexcusable. At some point, the question has to be asked: Why is this going on? And I don't think I don't. If it is. I don't know who's asking, and I honestly don't know what the answer would even be at this point. To not go into a shell. Well, and I mean, that's, that's all they do. Panic. I mean, I know. We, we see that early in the year, but I mean, there's got to be more than just that, right? I don't know. It's You see it every time. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is Sal Ziza going into the game and them ending with draws. Yeah. Unfortunately, we might see more Sal Ziza in the future, but we'll talk about that mm-hmm. a little later. Um. All right, we spent enough time complaining. Is there anything positive that you could take away from this one? Sure, the Bradley Ray Phillips looks good. There you go. There's there's my positive. Seventieth MLS goal for the Red Bulls. I, I mean, mean, just insane. Yeah, the guy is is definitely uh, hot, shall we say? People were giving him hell in the beginning of the year because he wasn't scoring goals. And I'm getting, I'm going to keep bringing this up because he keeps getting mentioned as an MVP candidate. Two years ago, when he scored goals, he was not allowed to be an MVP because he scored goals. And, yeah. because, he, and because he played with Thierry Henry. Now he's doing the same exact thing, and it's all about him now. Yeah. Like, magically, oh, hey, this guy actually can play. Well, no shit he could play. There's a reason that Thierry Henry would, you know, assist him all the time. And there's a reason Thierry Henry said, hey, this guy should have 50 goals in 2013. Like... You, you know, it's funny... Um and uh, I think it was MLS that posted this on Twitter. They said, I think it was after the game, uh, is Josie and Bradley a better combination than BWP and Sasha? You know why they're not? Because look at the numbers, you idiots. The numbers tell you they're not better. Let's see. Uh, because of one game? No. Toronto, 44 goals scored. New York Red Bulls, 52. 
The Red the Red Bulls are leading the league in goals scored this year. What player is leading the league in goals goals scored? I wonder who that is. Does he does his name have does his name have three initials by any chance? Yeah. And who's leading the league in assists? Uh hmm. is it the guy that, that just, you know, just completely dominated in his United States men's team return? Yeah, so who's better? Huh. <laughs> A current Red Bull players or former Metro Star players? You tell me. I case I closed. Know. Yeah, I, I I wish the former Re- Metro Stars players were still with the Red Bull or with the Red Bulls now. But it, oh, me too. It'd be wonderful. But still, like, I mean, give me a break. We'll be happy Josie doesn't get hurt. You know, in another game or two. So l- let me add this in, uh, Royer. Start all the time, please. Because <laughs> at this point, he is a better option than Mike Grella. Yeah. Grello's uh, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah, I don't know what what's going on with Grello. I don't know if it's because he did, did have this history of being one year and done before he got to the Red Bulls. So I don't know if this is like his return to the mean kind of thing, or just Warrior is better. And with him having a down year, Grello just kind of lost his spot. I don't know what it is, but I mean, this team is better with Warrior on the field. I, I honestly felt like once Grella came in that the Red Bulls offense took a little bit of a nosedive in that game. He ha- I mean, but he has been in the past a very good off the bench player, and maybe that. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not agreeing. Right and I don't know if there's just something like he's in a rut or something. But in this game in particular, it just felt like with Royer they were much better. I mean, I after the game I said it was with Royer on the field, uh, the Red Bulls were plus two in goal difference. Without him, they were minus two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, not not that it correlates to it may it may just be a coincidence, but it's it kind of shows that Royer, at least right now, seems to be a better option than Grella is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think he's a better, a little bit better overall player. Um, he he might not have the dribbling skills that Grella has, but I think overall, I yeah, I think he's a better player. That is what we've seen so far. And I think kind of an important factor in all this is that he actually tends to stay wide, which means that the Red Bulls actually have with an attack, which stretches defenses out. Right. Creating room for right Phillips, which is right. something that hasn't happened as much this year because the Red Bulls have tried to play more centrally. And when you do that, teams can just crowd the box. Right. So. All right. Um, so the predictions from this one, we all predicted a draw because <laughs> we all knew it was going to happen. Yep. Uh, I said 1-1. Uh, Truman, you and Pat said two two, so none of us got none of us got the score correct. So that makes uh, the running tally right now. I am at seventeen points. Pat's at sixteen, and Truman, you are at twelve. Mm. So if you want to get back into this, you got to get some wins, like oh big time wins, because we only got four games left. Um, so let's see. Oh, I know we do have a voicemail. I completely forgot to put that Ooh. in, there, but I know we have one. So let me go bring that up real quick. Someone was a little upset at, about the game. I can't imagine why. Yeah. All right. So this title, or this uh, email is from uh, Jorge. He, the subject, which I thought was kind of funny, is called Jesse's Farce. I, th- I think he's angling for uh, show title creator. Mm. So he said, I like puns. Jesse Marsh needs to acknowledge that there is a problem and address it, not, quote, embrace it. We have dropped 10 points in the last nine games. We shouldn't be scrapping for... F- First in the East, we should be contending for, if not winning, the Supporter Shield. I can't take another game like this. I mean, that's pretty much what we've been... We said, like, the first ten minutes of this show already, right? Yeah. Like, yep. So, I I think we're all in agreement there, Jorge. It's just... 
Something needs to change. Whatever I wonder if the is. entire town of Easton, Pennsylvania heard me scream at the end of that game. Probably. At least my block did. I don't know. So uh, I just realized we actually have a voicemail as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, our good friend Darren Forestine called in. Thankfully, this one's not a three-minute rant, so we don't have to do this in a, a, like a break setting. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's hear what he has to say. Yes, this is Daniel Feuerstein from Once a Metro. I blame this loss, or at least the loss of two points, on our good friend Truman. Why Truman? Very simple. As soon as the Red Bulls went up 2-0, he said shit he shouldn't have said in the first place. He had to say, as soon as he went to 2-0, wake him up when it gets to a 2-2 draw. It's his fault. Dock him points. So says I. Well, I'll say this. Uh, clearly, Dan only follows me and no other Red Bull people on uh, Twitter because I think we all said that, Dan. Everybody. Everyone but you knew what was coming. As for docking points, we, we don't do that because we're not MLS. Right. I didn't go bankrupt or anything yet, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the NASL. I'm just fine. Thank you very much. But I'm... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, those Cosmos back the right horse. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see what we have next. So uh, two games to preview. The first one uh, coming up this Saturday on the 24th, 7 p.m. kickoff time. The Red Bulls will be hosting the Montreal Impact in the third match of the year. That game is on MSG uh, proper, according to the Red Bulls website. Uh, this is the start of a three-game homestand, which is the last three games the Red Bulls will play during the regular season this year. So a very important stretch coming up because the Red Bulls uh, have a win-loss t- uh, tie record of 10-2-2 at home. So I think six or nine points from this is not out of the realm of possibility and honestly is probably absolutely needed at this point. Yeah, I think it's a must. Especially if they want to stay out of that uh, dreaded uh, playing game situation. Yep. So, uh, real quick, just because we're getting down to the end of the wire, the previous games the Rebels played against Montreal. Back in March, playing at Montreal was a 3 nothing loss. And then a little bit over two months ago, August 13th, or sorry, a month ago, sorry, August 13th, uh, a 3-1 win at home. So that one, they didn't blow a three or a, a two goal lead. Well, no, because it was Forza Lucha Day. That's why. That's right. The Forza Lucha Magic. Um, actually, they might have had a three goal lead, I think, and gave up a goal, which is why they were okay. <laughs> That's just my. I'm gonna have to check out the results map. But so while I do that, Truman, hmm. what do you think is gonna happen on uh, Saturday? As I should say, two two draw. Not gonna because this is the time, like we said, to get all nine points, three games. And then uh, that final uh, road game in Philly, absolutely have to. You got you got to win. You got to win. There's no excuses now. And I'm going to say four one, of course, because it's Montreal. I mean, what else am I going to say? I was this close last time, the last home game. They oh three oh, one, and they were nipping for that last goal. So I'm going to go four one again. Uh, Bradley Bradley's going to score again, of course. Sasha's going to get another assist. Um, no excuses. You, you have to turn this place into a fortress. It's Saturday night. This is the time where the people should be filling that place, packing it up, getting loud. No excuses. Absolutely must, 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 must win these games. So for me, 4-1. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if I said it or not, but uh, Pat says two nothing victory. Yep. For the Red Bulls, uh, I'm going to go three one because I think it's so. Back in August, Montreal scored first. That's why we won because because <laughs> they came back to win. Um, I'm going to go three one. Either Montreal scores first or we get a three goal lead. Either way, and honestly, at this point, I'd rather Montreal score first because I feel like that would give us the momentum once we get the two goals that get the third. Yeah. Because that's uh, apparently that's the way to not draw with the Red Bulls is to get to a third goal and, and make sure or just score the goal really late and make it like a one nothing game. I feel like you just prices righted me. I feel like you just bet you just bid a dollar. <laughs> I'm just repeating the previous previous game. That's all I'm doing. Sure. I'm I'm going market value here. That's how this works. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I, I, hey, I'll overbid. It's fine. <laughs> Watch, it'll be like three two, and then neither of us get it right. Yeah, or or just our luck. It's two nothing, and uh, the Red Bulls don't drop a two goal lead, and Pat gets the three points. Oof! Well, we know that's not happening. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's see. The last two nothing win was against uh, Orlando, July thirteenth. Coincidentally, it was the first win. In this uh, twelve-game streak that they haven't uh, lost in. Alrighty. Um, I I don't know how Montreal is doing at this point. Honestly, I can look at the standings, but I don't know what it's going to tell me aside from the fact that Montreal's currently sitting in fifth. So I mean, they need it because they need to get away from DC and Orlando City. Because uh, so actually, since I mentioned that, let's go down the Eastern Conference uh, standings real quick. So, first place is Toronto with 47 points. Red Bulls are in second with 45. New York City is also 45, but like we mentioned earlier, uh, is losing on goal difference, so they are in third. Uh, the Union are sitting in fourth with 41 points. Montreal at fifth with 38. New England at sixth with 36. And then below the red line, we have D.C. and Orlando City tied at 34 points with D.C. holding the tiebreaker. Um, Columbus is in 29, ninth place with 29 points, so they are for all intents and purposes, kind of out. They're not officially, but they pretty much are out. And then burning up the rear is <laughs> Chicago Fire with 27. As always. And they are right now leading the wooden spoon race in MLS. Because <laughs> why not, right? Right. All right, so after the Montreal match, the Red Bulls uh, aren't done. They're in the middle of a three-game, eight-day stretch. Or they will be in the middle of a three-game, eight-day stretch, because why the hell not? Um... They will have their last CONCACAF Champions League match on uh, Tuesday, September 27th. It's an 8 p.m. kickoff time in Antigua, Guatemala. Uh, I don't know if the Guatemala's FIFA situation ever got resolved, but basically a draw is all the Red Bulls need to advance. A win is great because it helps them with seeding for the knockout rounds, but as long as the Red Bulls get a draw on the road, then they will not only advance, but they will end the group stage undefeated. Woo! Which will be impressive. For this the team loves draws. Hey, in this case, it's actually, no matter how it happens, it's actually a good result in this case. Which is kind of sad, but... Um, and that game will be available on Facebook uh, or Red Bull Radio. Pick your poison. We don't, we know how yeah. Facebook worked the last time they played in uh, outside the yeah, United States. Wonderfully. <laughs> um... So before we get to dummy ground, I don't remember if Sky Blue. F- we didn't talk about Sky Blue last week, 
but uh, their season is officially over, unfortunately. Well, on a, uh, yeah, I mean, their playoff chances are officially over. Oh, wait, let's actually have a game left. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought the, I thought the last game against Orlando was it. I didn't realize that they had a long break in between games. Nope, they got uh, their final home game. The fi- I think it's the final game of the year is uh, this Sunday at yep. seven o'clock. Yeah, final game of the year against uh, Portland Thorns FC. Maybe I uh, go out to that game. All right, maybe I see people there. All right. Even with uh, the first Raw pay per view. Oh, oh boy! Let me get excited. <laughs> Hold on. Ooh, oh man, let me change my plans immediately. That's what the network's for, man. Come on. All right. Um, so let's see. Dumping ground. Uh, United States men's team announced the first game of the hex will be against Mexico. We knew it was against Mexico. Uh, the game will be at Columbus. As always. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, right? That's just how it's going to be for a while. Um, November 11th time is still to be determined. That match will be like 8 p.m. Eastern time because... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's. I think that's in the middle of the week, so I can't see... Uh, yeah, the 11th is a Tuesday, so I can't imagine it being any other time. Um, so before that... the. The U.S. has two friendlies in October. The first is uh, Wednesday. Wait, that's September. So let's see. Whoops. I was looking at the wrong month. So September or November 11th is a Friday. Oh, okay. But so I think it's still 8 o'clock because it's Friday. Um, anyway, so uh, Friday, uh, October 7th, uh, the U.S. will travel down to Cuba to take on the Cuban national team in a friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, time is still to be determined. Uh, on the following Tuesday, October 11th, they will host New Zealand at RFK Stadium in DC United, or at DC. Wow, in DC United, uh, at RFK Stadium in DC, which would be nice for me to go, but I have work. Yeah, but still, why? Why are we sending our teams there? Why? Why are we subject, uh, subjecting them to that kind of torture? Nostalgia of what I rot? I mean, the only thing I can say is that RFK is a better soccer stadium than. FedEx Field is. Well, yeah. So maybe that's why. How about until they build uh, a stadium, they don't get any more games? How about that? Uh, I'm fine with that because I would like concrete not to fall on me. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and then uh, November 15th is the second hex game against Costa Rica. Location and time is still to be determined. I imagine the game's at Costa Rica, though, because I don't see Concaf going as two home games in a row like that. No, um, it'll, yeah, it'll definitely be there. So, let's see what else we have. Uh, Sean Davis is number 22 in the MLS 24 under 24. Hooray! That's something. Yeah. Why he's only number 24, I don't know, because Sean Davis is God. That's it. Matt Doyle, what did you do to us, man? Come on. Come on, man. I don't know. Come on. Stop disrespecting Sean Davis, everybody. <laughs> you, sh- you should know You should know that he is better than that. Uh, funny thing, when you search Sean Davis... When I search... Sean Davis. It comes up with a football player. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I would think that Google knows my history of searching for for the Red Bulls. And it, he, you, it know. you think it understand that the, the god that Sean Davis is is that it would automatically place him on top of the searches. Yeah. And I mean, this Sean Davis that plays football is a whole year younger than our Sean Davis. Yeah, it's a so it's like that guy doing. Yeah. Um... Coincidentally, Sean Davis is 23, so he's only one spot off from his year, or his age, I mean. So he's number 22 
in the tw- in the under twenty four, and he's twenty three. Gotcha, gotcha. Twenty two, twenty three. I think that I, I think that explains it. I think they wanted to line it up. Okay, right? that that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's it's a we- it's a weird way to get there, but I I kind of get it now. Yeah. Um. So we talked about possibly seeing more of Salzizo. Um. So two things kind of happened in since the game on uh on Saturday. First is it was announced Ronald Zubar will be out for two to three weeks. Ah, uh, the twice a year Zubar long term injury. Uh, he's going in for surgery. I forget what the the injury is off the top of my head, but he's going in for surgery and is expected to be back after the international break in October. Um, so the other thing is that the Red Bulls have signed on loan from New York Red Bulls to Aaron Lawn. <laughs> on loan. Which, How about we're just going to take him? <laughs> which probably explains why he was in the CCL match, because I think the roster freeze was before the CCL match. Oh, okay. Which, honestly, I didn't think anything of it when they were playing. I just assumed he was on the roster. I completely forgot that he was not even one of our guys. He came was like originally a Seattle guy and ended up in our system. Hmm. So there you go. But, uh, you know, depending on how he works out, you could see um, Kamar Lawrence or Chris Duvall possibly playing center back, which, of course, means that Salzizo will get a chance at fullback again. There's No, there's got to be like 18 more people that's, that I'd rather see in that lineup. Sean Davis. Oh, uh, there's your answer. Jorge Rojas. I don't care who it is. What's Rafa you know, up to? You know what? I was joking about Sean Davis, but it might actually make sense to play three at the back. Have Felipe, Davis, and uh, McCarty. Yeah, it worked for Toronto, right? So play that 3 3 3 1. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Screw it. Um, is there anything else you would like to talk about before we do the terrible team of the week? Uh, let's see. I do want to have a good laugh at Don Garber because he just told everybody that it's going to be a very long time before the Smurfs get their own stadium. No duh. No duh. He actually came out and said that. Um, proving that he is a complete schmuck, telling other uh, state, you know, other teams coming into the league that they need their own soccer-specific stadium, or they need a stadium that will, you know, be built for soccer. And here he is, his little pet project, not not going to happen anytime soon, if at all, which we all know is not going to happen at all. So, who gets the stadium first, the Cosmos or New York City FC? Ooh, uh, I'm going to, and, and, and I and I say this. Knowing that NASL will probably go under in the next three years, yeah, hmm. and the Cosmos possibly with it. Hmm. Oh man, ground share! I want it so bad between those <laughs> teams. Ground share. I say the Cosmos too. Now, is it technically within New York City limits? Well, they, it doesn't matter for them. Oh, I mean, kind of does. They were they were doing the whole actual soccer in New York thing, like New York City is. Yeah, they're playing on Long Island. Well, I mean. And I, and I forgot to ask this question when we were talking about the the uh, match against Montreal. So a- after the Toronto match, I-, I think it's safe to start questioning not only if the Red Bulls will drop a two-goal lead, but how many times they will drop a two-goal lead. Before the end of the year? No, in a game. Oh. I, I, know, I know they didn't drop the whole two goals the first time, but I feel like now that we're starting to get to that point where we're going to drop part of a lead and then get it back. Hmm. That's worth asking that question about how many times they're going to start dropping leads. Well, why not? How about every game? <laughs> Fuck it. No, but I mean, how many times? Like two, three. Mm, now, well, this is this is the official second time, like where they they had a two goal lead. 
and fucked it up. Yeah. I mean, I know technically they didn't drop the first one, but you know right, what I'm getting Right, but yeah, they still got him close. Yeah. So, I mean, can we can we start, like, predicting the number of times they will they will give up a goal when up two? Oh, uh, uh, with three formal games left? Up two, give up a goal? That means I have to think they're up two goals in how many more games? I mean, if... Can we can we say they're going to at least average like one and a half? So that's that's. I think, uh, I think that's two fair. games. Two games in which they gave up a goal with a two goal lead, and then two games with one. I'll take the over on that. <laughs> I, I would think one point five would actually be like right on the mark. I could see that happening where they just just four draws the rest of the year because why the fuck not? Yeah, give, give me the, yeah, I'm yeah for sure. Give me the over. I, I now I kind of want to go back, look through all the games, and see how many times it happened because. Houston game in the beginning of the year was a four three within a four three victory, mm-hmm. and then so actually looking at this, so th- these are the wins we had. So it was four three against Houston, three two against Orlando City, and then this is amazing. So that, now this is over. It was a win, draw, loss, and then four wins in a row. It went four four zero over Dallas, one one draw with Orlando City, two nothing loss to DC, and then this is amazing. One nothing win against Chicago, seven nothing win at New York City, three nothing win at home against Toronto, two nothing win at home against Seattle. Hmm. They went four games in which they scored. Let's see, that's eight, thirteen goals and gave up zero. And yet we're here, like three months later, giving them up, giving them up. How can we, we can't even just hold. We can't even hold like a one goal lead. No nope. point. It's amazing. I blame Zizo. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Uh, so, anything else you want to bring up? Uh, just that the uh, NASL is in a bit of a pickle. I guess that's a nice way of putting it. They're uh, they're in a bit of trouble there. It'll be very I mean, interesting to see what kind of league that is next year. I mean, isn't that kind of what happens when ninety percent of your money comes from traffic and then the other ten percent comes from the cosmos? Yeah. Yep. But you know, it always works out uh, when you want to just keep expanding because that'll help. Keep expanding your league and uh, make teams that don't have a lot of money paying to travel everywhere. Put a team in the uh, freaking... Uh, put one in Juno at this point and see how that goes. I, I feel like the NASL could have learned its lesson from the original one and not named itself the NASL and would have done so much better just by not naming itself that way. Right, because what killed that league? Uh, I'm going to guess some team that wears green and white. Right, one team that had it all and over-expanding the league. And what's happening now? Weird. And- and as much as people hate MLS's business model, at least it's keeping the league going. That's right. right. <laughs> uh, so, terrible team of the week? Us, again. I'm sorry. Well, Stop I mean, blowing I, two I, goal leads and we won't be the terrible team. Okay? Yeah, I, I Plain mean, and simple. Plain and simple. Stop blowing it and I won't, I won't put you as a terrible team, Red Bulls. That makes sense. I mean, it's just kind of natural, right? Yeah. Tired of it. All right. I know people are tired of hearing us, so let's get out of here. Uh, you can visit us at onceometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Go to patreon.com slash rebel rant. Throw a few bucks our way to help us support the show. Uh, you can email us like Jorge did, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us like Feuerstein did, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant on Twitter at redbullrant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself, at pmacd 2 for Pat, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe for iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, pretty much anywhere where you can find a podcast will be there. Last thoughts before we get out of here. A win would be really fucking nice right about now. So, yeah, why don't you go out and do that? 
Uh, yeah, I'm just going to agree with that. So for Truman and myself, this has been episode number 201 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.